It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, January 24th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Four All-Stars for the second year in a row. It's never been done, and we're going to celebrate with a mock draft in the second segment. It's going to be really exciting. I'm going to go through all of my like reasonings for why LeBron would pick whomever, and then, of course, why Stephen Curry would pick whomever, and we're going to end up with two teams of 12 that are going to go up against each other in a theoretical game of 5-on-5. Uh, this should be pretty fun. In the first segment, we're going to go over the New York Knicks, and I do want to apologize. I was so eager to see Chris Stapps play at Oracle that I was unaware that he was on the injury list, and he tweaked it yesterday, or the day before yesterday in practice, a knee, and uh, was not able to suit up for the game against the Warriors. But the Knicks gave the Warriors all they could handle for a lot of that game. They were behind. So, uh, you know, with even without Chris Stapps, you know, they came in fearless. And you're seeing that a lot, obviously. I'm going to move statistical deep dive to the third segment today to make room for that mock draft. And we're going to see who's taking the shots and when during which periods when all four stars are playing together. For example, last night, Kevin Durant did not take a lot of shots in the first quarter. He didn't take a lot of shots, period. 14 points and 14 assists a career high but uh he seems to turn it on a little bit more in the fourth quarter whereas Steph and uh Clay are more well Steph is more of a first quarter third quarter guy Clay is uh you know tends to get his biggest moments when he's playing with bench heavy units in the second quarter but I want to find out exactly what the shot distribution is and so we're going to take a look at that in the third segment. I'm thankful for all of my listeners. You can catch my media on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. As far as this podcast is concerned, it's available everywhere. Spotify, iOS, Google Play, LockedOnWarriors.com, Facebook, LockedOnWarriors, on Twitter at LockedOnDubs, and there's even an Instagram, LockedOnWarriors. So check all of those out. Bookmark those pages. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. You can reach me at Kogitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, on Twitter, or via email at alikocarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter11 at gmail.com. I always answer. It's time to talk about the Warriors and the Knicks, and as has become a normal 
occurrence, the Warriors started out pretty sluggish in this game. They were missing wide open shots throughout the first and second quarters, though they still managed to shoot above 50% for the first half. Their three-point percentage was atrocious, and it wasn't because of the Knicks' defense. Can't really explain what's up with these slow starts, uh, especially with two days off between that loss in Houston and being able to take a break, be at home, all that stuff. I'm not really sure what this slow start was all about, but it ultimately resulted in the Warriors surrendering 113 points and a 113.9 defensive rating, which again is very bad. And the reason, you know, that the Warriors were better than the Knicks is because they're better than the Knicks. And offensively, they were just able to dominate, uh, particularly in the third quarter and in that second half. And uh, that started with Stephen Curry, 17 points in the third, lots of threes. His outlet passing has been absolutely amazing over the last few games. And there were a few outlets in the first half that, you know, he's passing 60, 70 feet right on the right on the money and getting those hockey assists. He also filled up the stat sheet, six rebounds, six assists, only one turnover. And he was 8 of 15 from three, so he was really just on. Another game for Clay where he wasn't very good. He missed all three of his three-pointers. He was 4 of 10 from the field, only took 10 shots. Interestingly, I'm not sure we've ever had a game where both Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant took 10 shots or fewer. That is uncommon. Draymond Green was 5 of 9 for 12 points. Kevin Durant was 4 of 10 for 14 points, but he had a career-high 14 assists, and he was making vision assists all over the court, finding everyone, finding Steph and Draymond and Kevon Looney and David West. I mean, he was just... It's, it's, it's almost like he was out there, and then he knew what his career-high in assists was, and he wanted to eclipse it because he tied it in the third quarter. And Zaza had good minutes, too, 5 of 6 from the field in only 14 minutes for 13 points. David West was amazing. Another 5 of 6 performance, another shooting the lights out. He wasn't just at point-blank range. He was in the mid-range making things happen. Four rebounds, four assists as well. Uh, And the scoring came from everywhere. Quick five points from Andre Iguodala, who missed the last game and was able to play. He still looks a step slow, honestly. Only played 20 minutes. He's probably on a minutes restriction. 17 minutes for Nick Young. Only five points. He's 2-5 from the field, but he did a good job of keeping the defense honest. Kevon Looney with great minutes. Four or five from the field, eight points. Sean Livingston, four of eight, nine points. And... The defense, you know, do we want to talk about the defense? I mean, I've harped on it for so long, but like I said, 113 points is too many, and uh, Garbage Time did a lot to cosmetically alter the score, but the Garbage Time players have to play better, too. They have to not turn the ball over. Only 12 turnovers this game, but three of them came in Garbage Time, and that's no bueno. This game should have been much less close than it was at the end. We had missed rotations. Zaza missed a few rotations that I saw in the highlights. Uh, And a lot of people were out of position when the Knicks were attacking, which is unfortunate considering that Kristaps Porzingis wasn't playing and he is the most, he's the player on the Knicks you have to make the most adjustments for. You shouldn't really have to adjust for guys like Michael Beasley and Ennis Cantor and Courtney Lee. But unfortunately, the Warriors allowed five players on the Knicks to get into double figures, led by Beasley. In 35 minutes, he scored 21 points. 20 points for Courtney Lee, 
and 16 points for Ennis Cantor. Lance Thomas had a good shooting night, and I'm looking like, who is that? Who is Lance Thomas? But um, <clears throat> he made two of four from three. And overall, the... Knicks were 9 of 22 for 40% from the three-point line. Another game where the Warriors could have done better guarding the three-point line, running people off the line. They were 43 of 83 from the field for 52%. It's not great. And 17 of 19 from the line. Not that the Warriors can do anything about that. But their opponent's field goal percentage defense continues, continues to rise. The team's defensive rating has fallen to 6th. At 103.2, Boston still leads at first, followed by San Antonio, Philadelphia, Oklahoma City, and Toronto. So the Warriors need to get back into the top five. It's been a hallmark of the Steve Kerr era, and even before that, the Warriors were a good defensive team. They're gonna have, I mean, obviously, they're still a good defensive team, but it's a tale of two halves of the season. For the first 20, 25 games, they have been absolute, they were absolutely terrors on defense and were able to get into that top three, top two. And then since then, they've been allowing 50% shooting, 40% from three, and they haven't been as aggressive defensively. It's like they know their offense is going to keep them in the game and keep them within a striking chance of going on one of those crazy runs like they did last night, but the defense hasn't been there, and uh, it's a problem. It's going to have to right, right itself at some point, or else they're just not going to win the championship. It's that simple. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW NHP. At CDW, we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk, making you a little paranoid. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. CDW can implement a secure mobility solution using the HP EliteBook with Intel 8th generation processors and SureView privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes. Did you follow me here? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash HP security. What was that? It's a very special Draft Wednesday. You know what that means. I'm going to talk to you about Draft.com, and then we're going to get to do our own draft of the All-Star starters and reserves. So that's pretty awesome. But fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Play in a real live NBA draft right now. Be done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code, LOWARRIORS. That's right. Play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOWARRIORS, but it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Warriors podcast listeners a money-back guarantee of up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOWARRIORS. We're going to jump right into this draft 
and start with LeBron James, who is the captain of the Eastern Conference. Well, the captain of his team, Team LeBron. And he's going to pick Kevin Durant because he's trying to win. And it's just as simple as that. Uh, Kevin Durant goes first to LeBron James, and that's going to be a tough team to beat. But Stephen Curry has to counter with Giannis. So Giannis goes first and second overall to Stephen Curry. And then LeBron has some choices to make. Does he go big or does he pick a point guard to try to counter Curry? And, you know, Curry's at a disadvantage because he's six foot three. And so anybody he picks, you know, I mean, if he ends up with a small team, they're going to just get dominated. So I think LeBron knows that. And he goes with DeMarcus Cousins with his next pick because DeMarcus Cousins is the best passing big man of the starters pool. And that makes his team absolutely enormous. Steph has the counter, though. And so he's going to counter with Anthony Davis, who is absolutely a monster in his own right and a good passer. And then LeBron is going to take a look at Stephen Curry's team and say, okay, maybe it's time for me to pick a guard. Now, does he go with Kyrie Irving, DeMar DeRozan, or James Harden? And I think he picks Harden. I think, uh, I think that LeBron James is a smart guy. He knows how well James Harden is playing and how well, how much James Harden wants to win. And so he goes with Harden. They stay big. And then Steph is basically forced into picking DeMar DeRozan to counter Harden. And that, you know, just having the second pick just puts Steph at a disadvantage for this entire, entire exercise. And, uh, you know, it's just not ideal for him. There's only two starters left now, Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid. And LeBron, like this is this is the this is the hardest the hardest one. Like LeBron already has an enormous team. Does he pick Kyrie Irving and play with Kyrie Irving? You know, I don't think so. I don't think he does. I think he picks Joel Embiid, which means that Steph and Kyrie are going to be playing on the same team. So the starters for this All Star team are going to be Team LeBron, including Kevin Durant, Demarcus Cousins. James Harden, and Joel Embiid. That team is huge. That team is absolutely enormous, and we know James Harden can play the point guard. So uh, the, the, this, this exercise is going to be tough for Steph, who is going to be starting with Giannis and Denagumbo, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, and Kyrie Irving. It's a three-guard lineup. It's tough. LeBron gets the next pick, the first of the, of the reserves, and uh, <laughs> and LeBron's going to pick Klay Thompson. I mean, LeBron's trying to win, you know? LeBron is trying to win, and Klay uh, Thompson is just going to be there to shoot. He's just like, I'm just here to shoot. And, uh, you know, with, with, with the size that they have and the ability to pass that they have, Klay Thompson is going to be a perfect addition to that team. Steph's team's got to get bigger, and he's got some choices. I think that... Uh, he wants to pick Draymond, and I think he's going to pick Draymond, though LaMarcus, Kevin Love, and Kristaps Porzingis are also there. I think he picks Draymond. And so uh, Draymond goes to Team Stephen Curry, and this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets really interesting. LeBron wants to win, uh, I think, a little bit more than Stephen Curry, but he also has teammates. And, you know, how, how early does Kevin Love go, really? Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he picks Kevin Love in this round. 
I think that it's between Chris Stapps and Carl Anthony Towns, and Towns has been slightly better. Uh, he's still a big, big guy. So LeBron takes Towns. Steph takes Chris Stapps to get bigger. And then LeBron takes Russell Westbrook, I think, right? LeBron's got to take Russell Westbrook in this round. I mean, who you've got left is Jimmy Butler, LaMarcus Aldridge, Victor Oladipo, Kevin Love, Al Horford, John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Kyle Lowry, and Damian Lillard. Uh, So the best guard among these teams has got to be Russell Westbrook. And I think LeBron, I, I, I just, I don't see Steph taking Russ uh, in any round. Um, and uh, I think that LeBron and Russ have an understanding that Le- Russ can go berserk and LeBron is cool with it. Uh, so LeBron picks Russ. Steph picks LaMarcus Aldridge to get bigger. LeBron picks Kevin Love to counter. Steph picks Bradley Beal to get some shooting on the floor. Now we have six players left. Kyle Lowry, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Al Horford, Damian Lillard, and Jimmy Butler. And it's LeBron's pick. I think he picks Jimmy Butler, who's been playing out of his mind up in Minnesota. And I think this stuff is basically forced into picking Al Horford at this point because he's the last big man available. So you've got four guys left. Lowry, Wall, Oladipo, and Damian Lillard. I think LeBron picks Damian Lillard because he knows Lillard has a chip on his shoulder is going to go out there and play crazy. And that means Steph can pick up Kyle Lowry, get more shooting on the floor. Then LeBron has a choice, John Wall or Victor Oladipo. And I think he picks Oladipo, which means Wall is the last person picked and ends up on Team Curry. So here's your team in the first ever Locked On Warriors All-Star Game mock draft. You've got Team LeBron with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard, and Victor Oladipo. And Team Curry with Stephen Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Draymond Green, Kristaps Porzingis, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Al Horford, Kyle Lowry, and John Wall. These are two very, very good teams. And uh, I think the team LeBron takes it just because of the advantage of having the first pick and being able to pick Kevin Durant, being able to get big early. Uh, Curry had to counter. And there's, like I said, a lot of good players on this team, but the starting lineups, the lineups are gonna that are going to be in the beginning of the game and at the end of the second quarter beginning of the third quarter end of the fourth quarter are going to be game changers and curry's team is just too small so you know we'll 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 see the coaching is also going to be a consideration uh steve kerr coached the team last year and so uh will be ineligible to coach this year which means that it's going to be brad stevens most likely and Oh, yeah, Mike D'Antoni. So that should be really fun. Should be a lot of running, a lot of good passing, a lot of good cuts, a lot of good everything. Let me know what you think about these teams. Hit me up at Koji Tare on Twitter or Locked On Warriors and give me your thoughts. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. 
Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Before we move on to the next segment, I want to talk to you about sponsoring a Locked On Warriors podcast because podcasts are amazing and this one is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your target demographic, let me know. Send me an email. I'll give you all the details, including how our rates are extremely reasonable. So get at me. It's time for Wednesday's statistical deep dive. And as I said, we're going to go into a quarter by quarter analysis of who's taking the most shots and when. And we'll start with the first quarter. Obviously, Stephen Curry is right up at the top in the first quarter, shooting wise, taking 5.8 shots per game in the fourth in the first, but only shooting 44 percent and 35 percent from three in the first quarter, followed by Kevin Durant. He's taking 5.4 shots shooting 51.6% in the first quarter, and Klay Thompson is taking 4.3 shots, shooting 50.7% and 45.5% from the line, uh, from the three-point line, and Kevin Durant is taking, is shooting 42% from the three-point line in that first quarter. Draymond Green is only taking 2.4 shots in the first quarter, making 44.4% of them and only 32.7% of his three-pointers. So the first quarter isn't the best quarter for the Warriors, but it gets better. Klay Thompson takes 4.5 shots per game in the second quarter, leading the team, shooting 44.5% and 43% from three. He's playing in bench-heavy units and is the number one scoring option on those units. Kevin Durant is taking 4.4 shots per game in the in the second shooting 53.7% and 39.6% from three, just killing it. Stephen Curry is taking 3.7 shots, shooting 48.8% and 37% from three. It will still get better from him, but he's actually shooting 96.1% from the line in the second quarter, which is incredible. Draymond Green falls down to sixth in shot attempts per second quarter, taking only two shots. Sean Livingston and David West are ahead of him, as it should be. Uh, and David West is sh- shooting 65.3% in the second quarter, which is amazing. Sean Livingston shooting 49%. Draymond is only shooting 23.1% from three in that second quarter. But here comes the third. Curry is in his rightful place at the top of the list, taking six field goals per third quarter, shooting 54% and 53% from three. I don't know what they're drinking, what's in the water at halftime, but he's a plus seven in the third quarter. Kevin Durant is taking 5.4 shots in the third, shooting 47.5% and 37.8% from three, and a plus 4.3. Clay Thompson is shooting 52.4% from the field on 3.5 shots only in the third quarter and 48.2% from three. He's a plus 3.9. And Draymond Green, a plus 5.2 while only taking 2.4 shots in the quarter, uh, 51.1% 
and only 28.1% from three, but it doesn't matter. He's not taking that many of them, and he's making other things happen in the lineup, including assisting the ball twice. But back to Steph, he leads the league in third quarter scoring at 10.2 points per game. He's also averaging 2.2 assists per third quarter. And, uh, you know, when the, when, the, when the career is all said and done, the epitaph is definitely going to be uh, to include some third quarter stats, you know, because Stephen Curry has been a third quarter wizard uh, basically since Steve Kerr came to the team. On to the fourth. And the fourth quarter is Klay Thompson time. Klay Thompson's taking his most shots in the fourth quarter, 4.2 shots. He's a plus 1.7. The fourth quarter hasn't looked good for the Warriors because there's so much garbage time to be played. But he's shooting 47.6% from the field and 44% from three in the fourth, in, in, in addition to 90% from the line. Kevin Durant takes 3.1 shots in the, first, in the fourth quarter. On average, shooting 50% from the field and 45% from three and 87.5% from the line. He's a plus one. Stephen, Stephen Curry, this is actually the only quarter where he's a minus. He's a minus 0.1 in the fourth, taking 2.9 shots, shooting 45% from the field and only 33.3% from the line, uh, the three-point line. And that is... Uh, probably where that negative 0.1 comes from. Also, only 84% from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. But Draymond Green, 93% from the line in the fourth quarter. Not taking that many, but wow. In addition, shooting 2.5 times, 50% from the field and 43% from three in the fourth quarter. So he gets better as the game goes on. He's also rebounding at uh, two rebounds per fourth quarter and assisting at 1.6 so there you have it there's the breakdown of the top four scorers and what they do and win nick young has also gotten his minutes in in the fourth a lot of guys are taking more shots in the fourth quarter because of that garbage time and nick young is shooting 41.5 percent from three uh excuse me 41.5 percent from the field only 29 0.3% from three in that fourth quarter. He loves to chuck. We love him for it. It's quite all right. All stats come from NBA.com or basketball reference unless otherwise specified. And there's a few more notes I want to say before I sign off. One, the Warriors have 40 assists in last game. I don't want to harp on their performance too much. 40 assists is nothing to sniff at. That's insane. And then also Walt Clyde Frazier came into the arena wearing some ridiculous uh, animal floral print something or other. But, you know, he can pull it off because he's Clyde the Glide. And uh, that is my pod for this Wednesday, January 24th. Thursday, make sure you tune in where I'll be previewing the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to be doing Throwback Thursday, and then I haven't decided what the third segment is going to be. That's going to be a surprise, so stay tuned and stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. 
The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.